What is up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church Sermon Spotlight, where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than the power of conversation? I'm Abby Linnenberg, I'm your host for today, and to my right, yes, is <laughs> Alicia. Hey, hey, Abby, how Hi, are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, and then to my left, we have um, the rose or the thorn, it depends. <laughs> he's uh, he's a little he's a little thorny there. today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick though, we need to have a shout out to congratulate our Caleb and Hannah Pearson. Yes. They have welcomed the addition yes. of their new little guy, Samuel. So welcome, Samuel, to the world. And uh, Caleb and Hannah, we're so happy for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And hopefully he'll be um, on the podcast soon. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get him in back here in the booth. Yeah, I'd love to hear Sam's thoughts on this. <laughs> um, well, thank you both for being here. Um, let's start with the sermon, a little focus recap, a Sunday in review, if you will. Um, Alicia, did you have any thoughts from the weekend? Well, I I loved the title, Pastor Tim, that you gave of seeing the grace of God. And here we see this new church getting started in Antioch. And um, it, you're right, kind of initially looking at the passage, it's like, okay, well, you know, it just kind of lays it out here. But then when we dive deeper, it is really, really, really rich. Is, and um, we see... God, the evidence of God's grace. And I loved how you brought out the intentionality of God in this um, story. And um, just we can see not only the intentionality of how he is spreading the seeds of the gospel to plant, to purposely plant, um, but we also see his intentionality in the grace of lives, specifically in the life of Barnabas. And so um, in looking at Barnabas's life, I want to learn from him. I see who he is as a spirit-filled man uh, who is really after God's heart. And the reason that he is identified as good it's because of evidence of the spirit in his yeah. life. And so I just, I see that about him. And um, yeah. I think that we have a lot that we can learn from yeah. what God's doing through Barnabas. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's a good thing because he's going to show up a few more times. Right? That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something will. that we'll see and probably stealing somebody's thunder, but he's he goes to get Saul, right? And Tarsus mm-hmm. and brings him back. And they teach together, but we're going to see eventually Saul being the guy who's teaching. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see Barnabas kind of, it'll it'll go Barnabas and Saul, Barnabas and Saul, Barnabas and Saul, and then it'll go Saul and Barnabas. And then it'll just mm-hmm. move, then Paul and Barnabas, and he'll just stay in the background, and eventually he'll drift away. Um, so he's that's another category or thing about him that is so cool. This is not a guy who's like, hey, I introduced you. Like, hey, I'm the... Hey, what about me? He's yeah. he's not interested he's, in that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and and in <clears throat> looking with him being one who sees the grace of God, he sees that in other people. Yes. And and in that situation, he sees uh the value that God has um and the purpose that God has for Paul. Yeah. And so he he submits to that yep. and he's willing to step back to let Paul yep. Go do what God's yep. called him to do. Yep. And then also just in the lives of these other believers in uh, showing up in Antioch, he he shows up 
And immediately it's just like, you know, there could be things that he could be like, whoa, these are new believers. They've got a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. But instead of focusing on that, he's focusing on God's grace already working. Yeah. 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 Very cool. And the joy, I liked how you mentioned that he was joyful about it. I thought that was really cool. Um, And then I was kind of wondering, he like immediately goes then to find Paul, right? Like to bring him back. Was that a discipleship opportunity or? Well, I don't don't know. I think so. But I mean, the scripture doesn't actually say it. So it's hard to definitively describe that. But I think that's certainly consistent with Barnabas's heart. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, even before when he, when he was taking Saul there at Jerusalem and introducing him that there was an obvious care for this guy. He could have just washed his hands just like, why why do I get engaged with this guy? Right. But I think part of it is just his own, just his heart in that. And I think, um, if it's a case of discipleship for him towards Saul, Mm -hmm. I think that it's just part of what is, let's call it natural in the sense of, um, it's natural for a believer to be this way. Right. And that's one of the things that we're trying to encourage in regards mm-hmm. to discipleship, right? right. Yeah. Like it's just, a, it's not natural in the sense of humanly natural, but it's natural in the spiritual realm of things of that God's using different ones of us to pass on to others. So. Well, and it's, we can see Barnabas's, Barnabas's heart behind that in that um, in 1126, um, after he brings Saul back, um, he it says, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch for a whole year. They met with the church and taught a great many people. So we can see the context of what's happening here. It's, which is, it is a discipleship thing for the people. Like they are um, purposefully um, equipping them to be disciples, to be a witness. Um, They, they need to be taught. And, you know, so it's this process and which makes me think, okay, the, you know, they're there for a year and it's not just kind of a quick, you know, let's do this and move on. Right. They were invested to do the hard work. And um, there's that makes me think about the process of discipleship and sanctification in my own life. Like it's one of those things that um, requires time and it um, doesn't happen overnight. It's actually over a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And here we are as a church and we see this picture here with the church um, growing together. And it's a long, a long process with ups and downs and (laughs) times of, you know, all the, all the things. And even with these two guys, Mm -hmm. like again, not to steal the thunder, but we're going to get to a place where so, they bring a guy named John Mark along with them, right? Mm-hmm. He bails on them. Um, later on, they want to go on another trip. Barnabas wants to bring John Mark. Paul doesn't. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit of a rift that goes on. And how do these guys work through that? And so there's, I, I believe that it's showing a need for growth in both of those guys too, right? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't get into such a knockdown, drag out fight over that, but they didn't agree either. And right. how do we handle this? And so, um, yeah, just uh, seeing the Lord at work in people's lives, and he just he just keeps on doing that over time. But I also think that it's um, amazing that within a year, they had been teaching these individuals to such a degree that by the end of the chapter, they hear about that need down there, and they're as disciples, because that's what they're described there, right? Like, they wanted to send relief to them. Well, 
again, if you're a self-centered individual and you're pretty tight with your money and stuff, like, mm. so what, what growth process do you need to go through to be ready that quick to go? Yes, there's a need. Let's give. Right. Yeah. So it just goes to show, I think that even though I do agree totally with you that discipleship is a life, my journey is a lifelong journey, right? Mm -hmm. Like growth is a lifelong thing, but it's interesting how, as we, uh, I'll, I'll say dedicate ourselves to the Lord and, and, and maybe that's a, maybe that's not the right phrase, but it's, there's an intensity or maybe an intentionality to mm -hmm. that during that year. And look at the growth that you see mm -hmm. in that amount of time. Yeah. So God can really, there's times when he has like growth spurts for us. Sure. And we yeah. really are moving along in some of that. Yeah. Not that that's the goal per se, as in to worship that, right. but that's the reality of the of the um, life of Christ being mm -hmm. displayed in our in our bodies, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something else that stood out to me in the passage was um, with uh, with the purpose of heart that they should continue with the Lord, and how yeah. Barnabas um, encouraged <clears throat> them to be steadfast in that way, and um, how you know we can ask ourselves how are we encouraging one another within the body and um, within our homes, within our work, you know, just helping to to see the grace of God at work. But um, that aspect of with purpose that they should continue with the Lord, there is a steadfastness to that, that um, this week I was confronted with um, there. There's a a young man, well, he's not young anymore. He's almost 30, but um, I used to be his nanny and just very close to his family. And uh, when he was 18, he moved out to Hollywood uh, to pursue acting and <clears throat> also um, came out publicly with his sexuality. And um, he's he embraced that lifestyle out there and... Um, basically kind of just um, pursued what was his inner tur tur turmoil and was pursuing all of that. And then um, he came back to the Lord again and um, just tried to pursue a life of you know, holiness. And, and then now is back again and just he's walked away from the church completely. And so it, it's one of those things where like I um, – I immediately am tempted to, you know, like be so disappointed and mm -hmm. so sad. But this week was so good because I was able to see, because he's doing a few things right now, that I was able to see the grace of God at work, even though it may um, not necessarily be within a church community, but mm -hmm. within his community of people, um, he is trying to help people to... Um, heal from brokenness and make sense of where they're at. And, um, so I, I encouraged him in that. I'm like, this is, you know, I really hope that what you're doing is able to benefit people. But then I also reminded him of the gospel. I'm like, just because you have walked away, mm -hmm. doesn't mean Christ has left you. And, you have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is with you in every single yep. detail. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the, the, they're tough words. Like he, I know he doesn't really want to hear that right now, <laughs> that part of it. Um, but it's, that is as Christians, sometimes we have to say 
um, like we talked about last week, just speak the words, even in those hard places, mm-hmm. to encourage our brothers and sisters who are struggling to yeah. be steadfast, yeah. to be purposed of heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked that too. Just the the difference between um, being biblically intentional versus the desires of your own heart. Yeah, I just thought that was like a helpful way to distinguish between the two, even just mm-hmm. for like future yeah. reading. Yeah. Um, yeah. You also mentioned that um, if people don't understand the grace of God, then they don't understand, or if they don't understand giving, they don't understand the grace of God. Right. Would you mind expanding on that? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> okay. That's a great subject um, because, and I tried to bring some of this out a little bit, uh-huh. but um, I'll say at least for me growing up in church, uh, you heard a lot of times this admonition to give. Mm-hmm. And um, as I try to kind of sift through that in my mind, I don't ever remember that being described as the grace of God. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've heard it described, uh, tried to be described in a good way. Um, but a lot of times it was pretty heavy handed kind of thing. So, yeah. So for me anyways, as I look at that and see that scripture there in second Corinthians that we were talking about, here's the grace of God. This is how God bestowed his grace upon these churches. And now we find that the situation is dire, right? There's poverty. There's, there's all, there's trouble there for them. Yeah. And yet he's giving them an opportunity to give Mm -hmm. and that's being called the grace of God. Well, how in the world does that work? And so, um, as I was saying in in the services there of like the more I think that we gain an understanding of God pouring out his grace to us and uh, um, the nuances of that. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, the idea that I'm growing more and more in this I, I know the I know the definition of grace is it's undeserved, right, right? right? But I'm but I'm recognizing that more. God continues to meet my needs, and I'm saying spiritually He does that, right? But He's also meeting my needs physically and financially and emotionally and like put any category you want in there, yeah, right? So He's already meeting my needs and teaching me that He's able to do that, and that's He doesn't have to. That's called grace, mm-hmm. right? So I think that the more I understand of that, then God begins to motivate my heart differently so that, so that giving becomes more and more um, uh, an expression. I can't, I can't meet someone's emotional needs. Right. Sometimes I might be able to meet their physical needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I might be used by God to meet their spiritual needs, but I, it's not within me to mm-hmm. do that, right? Like yeah. we are very limited creatures so finances at times, or, or, and I shouldn't even say finances, because right. giving doesn't have to have a dollar to it, right? Uh-huh. There's other ways to give. But as God begins to work in my heart to want to give to somebody else, he's reminding me of, look, son, this is my grace to you. I, mm-hmm. I poured this out to you. Pick it from a financial perspective. Some of us feel like, well, if I don't handle my money well, then God kind of frowns on me and he's not going to really give to me. But if I handle it just right, which for a miser, that means that I save it. That's mm-hmm. what that's how I translate that, right? So if I save my money, then God's going to be real happy with me and he's going to give more to me. Mm-hmm. And it really, it's all me, 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 self, 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 yeah. right? Like, but I'm, but I begin to learn that no, 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 there's times when he abundantly provides when I have been 
less than a good steward with what he had already provided. And I realized that's grace, right? Like yeah. Yeah. he didn't have to do that from a performance perspective, by all means, he shouldn't be doing that. Right. Yeah. But from a grace perspective, he begins to pour that out. So I learned something about that. And as I'm learning, then the Lord is using that in a physical way of the giving to teach me more mm -hmm. about that. But also, if I'm giving to you, then to teach you about that too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and so, because you're getting something maybe that you didn't deserve in yeah. regards to yeah. that. So there's just this, um, there's this continuation of teaching about that whole subject and we learn and we grow in it. Well, the more that we grow in it, then the more we're impacted to give because now we recognize that this is something that it's not, it's not about the money. God owns a thousand, you know, the cattle on a thousand hills. What does right. he need the money for? I often interpret money like sand, like pick up a handful of sand, right? Yeah. It's not mm -hmm. a whole lot of value to you. Well, that's like money to him. He mm -hmm. doesn't need it, but he gives it to his kids and he does it in such a way that he uses that as a tool to teach us more and more about grace. And so I think the more you understand grace, you're going to become more and more of a giver. Which is how, that, once again, we see how what, you know, what we know in our head, how it can affect our yes, heart. And yes. that, you know, because those Macedonians, they had joy in their giving. They also had poverty. Like they were poor. And so it's not like, like we as, you know, in the West and being Americans think that, oh, well, we can give out of our wealth. But they did not have wealth. And, yeah. you know, they were um, they were suffering, they were under affliction and yet it was their joy to give. And so it's, um, one of those evidence of the fruit of the spirit, again, joy, um, in their giving that is, um, is a work of the spirit where they are more interested in the interest of others than they are of even yeah. where they're at, you yeah. know, and that's a work of God. And yeah. I, that's like just another evidence of walking in the spirit where what we know in our head affects our hearts. Right. And it's, it's right. a spirit empowered thing that not only do we get the blessing of giving, but the others get the blessing of receiving. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, Two-way road. So so let me ask you guys something. You, you, you know the story of the widow with the widow's mites, right? Mm -hmm. You're familiar with that. Um, so she, Christ himself says she gave everything that she had, right? Um, in your mind's eye, what happened after that? Like, so she now turns in all of her money. Uh, what did God do about that? What do you think he did? Mm -hmm. It's not recorded in scripture, so yeah. it's all supposition for us, right? Like, yeah. What, what do you picture in your mind? I just picture her like just with wholehearted trust. Okay, I'm trusting yeah. you for what's next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've given everything yeah. that I have. I'm trusting you with what ne what's next. Yeah. So do you think God provided for her next? I think so. Okay. I like to Surely. think so. You know? <laughs> could you know so? Probably. How could you know? Sorry, I'm putting you on the spot okay. here, but this is the this is <laughs> some I'm just know. stretching our minds, right? Yeah. You can know so because you know God. Yeah. You know enough about him. So let's just pick the story up. Here's the Lord looking at this, and he says, 
that lady has given everything that she had. Who else knew that? Mm -hmm. Nobody else knew that, right? Yeah. But he yeah. describes it and he describes it and puts it, make sure it's put down in his word. Mm -hmm. So that means it's there recorded for all of eternity. This lady yeah. who we don't even know her name, yeah. right? He has made sure that we understood that God was at work in her heart so that she is responding to that and given everything that she has. So I can have, you can have, we can all have confidence that God met her need because his word says, mm -hmm. my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. so we know for a fact, even though the word of God doesn't record it. Yeah. And, and, and also because we know the character of God. Yeah. Guess what? He's what we're faithful. talking about is this grace of God. That's the heart of God. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much that he's that she's throwing in her mites and now, God, you're supposed to double it. Now I get four mites out of this, right? right? Like that's not what the purpose is. But God so often blesses. You look at a guy, you know, Job, he mm -hmm. loses everything. Mm -hmm. And it tells us at the end of it that God doubled what he had. Now, he doesn't have to do that, right? right? Like, But it just, again, reveals God is a gracious God. And so, um, is it James or Peter? One of the two, I can't remember where it's found, but they they speak of that and they say, now we take Job as, a, as an example to us and look how the Lord blessed him yeah. in regards to that. Yeah. So we know the heart of God. And right? he restored his, you know, the relationship with his friends as yeah. well, you yes. know, and so yeah. like that, and that, parallels with the Philippians 3 passage that you brought out and just how um, I, I went back today and was looking that looking at that again. And what stood out to me is just that, you know, it's this knowing Christ that I may know him to be found in him. And, and we see Paul, he's, he is, um, he's proclaiming this righteousness that comes from God. It's not from anything that he does. And he's, he realizes that, um, he's not perfect that, you know, he, he has yeah. a lot of growing yeah. room. Not that I've already attained exactly. room perfect. Exactly. Yeah. But, but then we see, yes. you know, this, um, you know, kind of athletic or, you know, competitive wording, like pressing on, you know, uh, pressing forward yeah. the goal, the prize. And, um, but it, what it is, is it's, we recognize these evidences of grace. Um, but there's also this process, you know, like I said before, the sanctification that God's working in us, um, for, you know, just this resurrected living that we've been given. Right. Um, and yeah. there's so much fullness of life yeah. Uh, yeah. to be had for us exactly now right. and for tomorrow until yeah. we really will be fully resurrected with Jesus yeah. one day. Yeah. Yeah. I like that phrase fullness of life that you just used because so that term, when he's talking about, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, mm -hmm. that term is like, uh, it, it, this is an upward calling and it would give the idea of like you're a runner and you're coming to the tape and I don't know if you, either of you ran in track mm -hmm. or anything, but mm -hmm. you're mm -hmm. taught to lunge, right? You're yeah. taught to yeah. that that yeah. last little, I want to win this prize, so yeah. I'm going to lunge for this, right? And sometimes <laughs> you'll even lunge so much that you'll even fall over. Mm -hmm. Now, you know you're at the end of your race, so you don't care. But right. but at any point in the race, you should be lunging, so to speak, right? That's what he, I press. I'm, I'm putting into this. So there is an intentionality to the pursuit mm -hmm. of yeah. like this purpose of heart that we're talking about, like putting that, the Lord puts that out before us 
so that there's a hunger to go after that and 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 be found in him that's yeah. where i want to yeah. be not having my own righteousness but his yeah <laughs> so faith matters and that aspect of works also matters there's this um quote i don't know who who said it but it, it's faith alone saves but saving faith is never alone so we there's evidence of like because we have been saved our there are aspects of our striving that we see with, you know, that Paul, it's just this, um, this every effort, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna go for the prize. And that's because we've been saved, we have faith. And um, so it's just, it's one of those things that like the Holy Spirit gives us the ability and the desire to do. but we've got to be pursuing. We've got to be pressing on. Um, otherwise, we're going to be feeling very stagnant, you know? Yeah, right. yeah. And that's like, that's a very real thing in my life. I feel, you know, sometimes I just feel like, ugh, I'm not yeah. not really growing right now. Mm-hmm. What's going on? And my priorities get messed up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why we need yeah. our community to help us to yeah. stay focused yeah. and stay yeah. um on the on the yeah. goal yeah yeah definitely well thank you both for yeah. being here thanks for all your thoughts um and just a few things to point people towards uh this weekend is palm sunday and we will have um the elementary kids joining us in the service which i think is going to be fun mm-hmm. yep. um they'll be dismissed from the service so you'll check them in they'll come to service with you and then they'll go to class from there and then the following weekend is easter which is a great opportunity to invite people to uh, people you've been praying for people that you know, don't always come to church. Um, it's a great opportunity to just bring them along with you. Um, and the fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.